This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Pro Farmer Crop Tour confirms what I told you. In Monday's afternoon report, still on the edge of everything, I thought that I well summarized what the Pro Farmer Crop Tour was going to find before they confirmed it. Now let me add a few nuances. The Pro Farmer Tour estimated the South Dakota corn yield at 118 bushel per acre. USDA estimated the South Dakota yield at 147 bushels in their August report. The tour just ventures into southeast South Dakota, which has the best soil type, but was nailed by the drought in that region. They have better crops further north near Watertown, where they have benefited from much better rain. One other note is the damage that wind events did to center pivots in both Nebraska and South Dakota. They did not get some of them repaired or replaced, and this was not the year for that. I live just a few miles from the Minnesota border, and our farms are located two counties south of the Minnesota state line. Crops in Minnesota have been well watered, while ours have not. Some corn in Minnesota is excellent, while other corn there is as good as the 83-day hybrids planted in June can be. As a general observation, I see analysts blow off planting dates. As long as planting progress catches up to their chartered arc on the timeline, they act like no national yield potential has been lost. Once the crops get in, they seem to think that everything is okay. It doesn't work like that. Our corn was three weeks late going in. If our corn had been planted on time, it would have saved the yield potential being lost now by the poor end of the growing season here. Late planting makes crops more vulnerable to summer heat and drought, and we certainly had that happen. Here are a few comments that the Pro Farmer Tour Scouts made in their Spencer, Iowa meeting. Brothers in the West have problems. A 27-year veteran crop scout said he had never taken a sample with no ears before, but they took four in Nebraska this year. Said Western Iowa looked better than it actually was. Walked into a field that looked like 200 bushel per acre from road that was 120 bushel per acre inside. Chip Flory's short route took five samples in Sac, BB, and Clay counties, averaging 158.8 bushel per acre. Scouts said that Illinois had a good crop, but not a bumper crop and that there was no wow factor. The tour put the Illinois yield at 190 bushel per acre versus 202 last year and 203 in their August estimate. Fewer pod counts, but with soybeans still having potential, needing a finishing rain everywhere. Rain would be of little help to corn now. Chances of soybeans achieving APHs are better than corn. The Iowa Western leg averaged 178.54 bushel per acre. Expected the tour will sample God's country in northeast Iowa and Minnesota today. I and Eric Ralph think Iowa is 192 versus USDA at 205. The soybean crop is made in August, and as it is August 25th, so the month is on the way out. Soybeans are a drought crop and take less moisture than corn and could still be helped yet by the rain that is not in the forecast. There are a lot of soybeans in the western Corn Belt that have passed their best yield if rained on date. My soybeans were planted in May, and subsequently a third of them were replanted because of frost damage. Last year, my soybeans made 72-73 bushel per acre. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour Scouts said that finishing weather could yet make the difference between 55-60 to bushel per acre soybeans and 70 bushel. 
It was a La Nina year with a 70% chance of a below trend line yield. I think this crop fits that statistic. The supply concentration is going to be very widely unevenly dispersed, Corn Belt wide. The best supply will be located along the upper Mississippi River, fed by eastern Iowa, western Minnesota, and Illinois. The export channels normally get filled first by the southern harvest that caught the worst of the drought. Tropical deluges now are not going to benefit southern crops. The primary crunch will be over extremely depleted feedstocks with poor new crop prospects in the western Corn Belt, central and southern plains. They will be discovering their own corn market via the basis in supply deficit states, including Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, and western Iowa. Stocks in these areas are going to be tight enough to produce bona fide shortages in price rationing. Our transportation infrastructure is not well set up for transferring supply laterally between east and west in the Corn Belt. In most instances, this is cost prohibitive, but maybe not with extreme basis levels in western Kansas. New crop basis is rising to where old crop is in Garden City. I expect that trend elsewhere. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.